This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. I'm so thrilled to have Cynthia Griffin today. Cynthia is the wife of Rob Griffin, offensive coordinator at Katie Taylor High School in Katy, Texas, outside Houston. Thank you so much for being a part of us today. Of course, I wouldn't miss it. All right, Cynthia, you're the president of the American Football Coaches Wives Association. Tell me, well, first of all, congratulations on their new nod there. Tell me what this organization is all about. Well, thanks. Uh, So the American Football Coaches Wives Association um, was the brainchild of about women who had been going in for a long time with um, their husbands who held executive positions for the AFCA. And they got together one morning over coffee and donuts and said, we need to have an organization where we can support the wives of American football coaches. And so they did just that um, about 33 years ago. Um, And they came up with their mission, which is to support um, the wives of the American Football Coaches Association through information, service, and camaraderie. And so 30 plus years later, here we are trying mm-hmm. to do that same thing for wives um, all around the country, no matter the level from high school all the way through the pro level. It has been amazing. I know you've been a part for quite some time. What led you to be a part of this organization? Well, actually, I was a... Um, child at Baylor University um, (laughs) when I was 18 and I um, was a student athletic trainer and at Baylor we were student athletic trainers by position and I was the position athletic trainer for the secondary which is where Scott Smith coached and his wife Kelly um, who is like the penultimate coach's wife in my world um, was just kind of a mentor to me as a young lady um, in college far away from home. And then I married a a football coach and um, I would go to AFCWA and just kind of hang out with her um, and do whatever she needed me to do. And then um, that's how I kind of, how I kind of just thought, you know, if she's doing it, it must be a good thing. So I'm going to do it. And here I am 20 plus years later and the president. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That is so neat. I'm sure they appreciate your wealth of knowledge and, you know, the structure of you seeing it move and and grow throughout the years. Very, very special. Now, each of your team puts on a phenomenal convention. What events and speakers have you seen in years past um, just kind of connect with? And why do you feel it's important for us wives to go and be involved? You know, every year um, we usually have Monday morning programs where Um, We have different people speak on different topics, and every year really, really is different um, because one or two board members are responsible for putting together those programs, and um, so that's kind of a neat thing that it doesn't seem like it gets old. It's always fresh, and there's things in the past that we've done from, you know, tailgating recipe ideas to, um, you know, a coach's wives panel to a kid's coach's coaches kids panels um we've had people come in who have written books who have spoken to the ladies um we've had exercise um events i mean it's just 
endless what what goes on there and there's always we always feel like there's somewhere where people can plug in and then recently um probably i'd say in the last five years under really the the brainchild in the direction of laura horton um who's now at vanderbilt who's just a fantastic human being um, she started up the uh, what we now have, which is called the Season Wives New Wives, where we try and pair up um, what, what we would call a seasoned wife. There's no you know time limit to that, but somebody that's been been in the business for a while that we try and pair up with a new wife, and then they can make connections throughout the year. And then if they're both at convention, it usually is a really really special time for them to get together and actually meet face to face and just you know be able to share um, all year long, which at the end of the day, what we try and keep in, in our forefront, no matter what we're doing at convention, certainly is that mission of, to, you know, providing camaraderie, support, information, and service to the American football coaches' lives. And um, we, I think we do a pretty good job of that. And uh, most people who come and actually come to our events really feel a connection to somebody, whether it's somebody mm -hmm. that has, is in your same spot, you know, in life or whether that's somebody who um, just reached out to you and just uh, propped you up in a time when you needed to be propped up. Um, it's just a really special, special community, um, just like our husbands have, you know, their little fraternity of coaching. It's kind of our sorority of coaches' wives, and it's just a, it's a special time. It is a special time. I have been a coach's wife. This is my 18th year, I believe, and before then just never had the ability to go either working couldn't take off her sweeps for tv or having children and all that and so a couple of years ago i said i'm going and i'm like wow i've missed out on so much and so from this point on, i said hey you know what can't make it for the past but i can go this year and continue forward and it's just just hearing some of the speakers just like you said just going through the same types of things that you're going through just edify you, you know, encourage you, keep you accountable. I mean, it's been really special to meet some wives of the AFCWA. Neat organization, but let's talk about you personally. Let's talk right. about your road to Katy, Texas. Where did it start? Well, it started as a wife or as a girlfriend, I guess I should say, in Duncanville, Texas, which is just south of Dallas. Um, I was an athletic trainer there and my husband, well, my then boyfriend, well, my then Oh my gosh, he's cute, actually. Let's start there. I um, was coaching there at Duncanville. And uh, so that's where it started. And we've had a few stops between there and here. So how many years as a coach's wife? 22. Oh. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> now your husband, you mentioned Coach Griffin is the offensive coordinator for the Kitty Taylor Mustang 6A football. And for the wives outside of Texas, uh, give a little perspective here. That's the highest classification in Texas high school football. If I think the enrollment in your school is like 3,000 there, which is like a university, but that's Texas for you. And then you guys advanced to the semifinals for the first time in school history last year. He's put players on the next level. One of those, I was looking up, All-American quarterback Russell Shepard ended up going and playing for the LSU Tigers. I'm sure there's countless other players what do you see your husband do on a daily basis that you believe makes him special at what he does? That's an interesting question because like I said, you know, at Duncanville, we work together, right? And we've worked together at other places. So oftentimes wives don't get to see their husbands at work, right? They, mm -hmm. <laughs> they just, uh, he goes off to work and they come home and they don't really know what he acts like. But um, I think like what I know to be true 
at work and at home are the same thing. He's just got a huge heart. Like he is just a servant and he wants the best for those kids. Just like he wants the best for our house. Like I, I kid, he's a, he's a cleaner. Like that's one of his stress relievers. So I always joke and say, I got the cleanest house on Friday mornings because on <laughs> Thursday night, he's doing the laundry, he's vacuuming, he's cleaning the windows. I mean, you name it. Like, But he does it because, you know, that's what needs to be done around our house. So I don't think, I think that's just who he is, right? Mm -hmm. He's just, he's got a servant's heart and he's super humble about it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't ever want really anybody to know any, any of the great accomplishments that he has. And, and there's quite a few, I think the one that comes to mind the most is, you know, he went to a, we, we talked about, or you talked about um, us being at 6A, um, football in Texas which is the largest classification well he's from East Texas and he played at a 2A school so mm-hmm. you know there were like 10% of the people in his high school that he's coaching at now and from little bitty Elysian Fields Texas wow. you know he had the opportunity to play for the Denver Broncos wow. but he don't want anybody to know that and mm-hmm. he doesn't ever tell that to anybody because you know in his world like you work hard right you work hard you do what's expected of you you do the right thing and good things happen for you and I think you know that's just who he is that's just you know what makes him him and so you know it's been it's been fun to be around um uh, like you said a lot of those kids that have gone on to the next level um including Russell in fact we just uh talked to Russell uh, a little while ago and he actually um recently was playing for the New York Giants and one of our um AFCWA members Darlene Johnson is there and you know it's fun to talk to her about our kids you know we saw them when they were high school and she's seeing them as a as a man um at his job so it's been fun that's neat I love it when it comes full circle like that now before I get to the absolute favorite question that every wife wants me to ask on this podcast which is how you met your coach don't go there yet I want to know more about you so where did you grow up and did you ever see your life playing out like this the life of a coach's wife well I'm one of those kids who doesn't really have a I grew up here um I'm a military kid my father was went to the Naval Academy um and my mother went to the University University of Virginia Women's Division, Mary Washington College back in the day. They met on a blind date and then they had four kids and I'm the baby. And I didn't move all over the place, but I was born in San Diego. I lived there. I moved to Northern Virginia when um, my dad was at the Pentagon and then I moved back to San Diego. So I moved a lot as a kid. Um, And then my dad retired when I was in the eighth grade and we moved back to Virginia because that's where my mom was from. My dad was from San Diego. My mom was from Virginia. And he said, I've taken you all over the country and it's time to take you home. So I went to high school there um, and graduated from there. And so I I don't ever know the answer to that question. Where did you grow up? Because (laughs) I feel like I have lots of homes. And while, you know, I don't think I ever, I'm not one of those people that, I don't know, looks at my life and oh I want to do this I want to do this um you know like I didn't even have an idea of what I wanted my wedding to look like uh, you know I, <laughs> it's not one of those things I ever thought about it as a kid so I don't know that um thinking about my life playing out you know is something that I really have an answer to but I look back and I can think that you know maybe I grew up a military kid because that was how God was preparing me to be a coach's wife and move all over the place and make new friends and um, still keep the old one. How did you meet Rob Griffin? 
Um, well, I kind of spoiled this before, but uh, we met in Duncanville. Um, uh, literally, we um, were at the Duncanville ninth grade school, um, and we shared a classroom. How romantic is that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was an athletic trainer, and he was coaching, and I taught my student athletic training class in his classroom first period, and then he came in and uh, taught health after that, and and everybody who knows me always thinks it's funny because the the freshmen at any school that I've been at um, just really drive me crazy. They just get on my nerves. So I'm going to go out there and say it. And at the time, my husband was coaching ninth grade football. And so I can remember one of my good friends from college saying, you're doing what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I volunteered to cover every ninth grade football game just so I could be close. I love it. <laughs> so, that that was my way of uh you know working my way in there so nice that's how we met yeah that's awesome yeah. they knew you were serious about him absolutely haven't worked a freshman football game since but <laughs> I did I did for that year anyway <laughs> there you go locked him in did what you had to do right <laughs> that's right absolutely that's really neat now of course we as coaches wives we feel like the highs are high and the lows are lows there has to be something that you feel like you faced as a couple uh, just some adversity. What do you think you maybe have been shaped by in the past 22 years? And what did you rely on to get through those moments? Gosh, you know, um, I think on the inside looking out, you know, so from my perspective of my marriage, um, you know, I don't really think that we've been through any extraordinary adversity because I think human nature, right? We we like to compare things. And mm -hmm. I always think to myself, like, okay, Cynthia, this is not as bad as you think it is. Like a lot of people have it worse. So put on your, you know, your bootstraps and pull yourself up and move on. And, you know, you know I, that maybe sounds, you know, a little cast or crass or a little catty, but I really, I really don't feel like there's been anything huge that we've had to overcome. Um, but in saying that, you know, we are both people of very strong faith. I'm just on God's path, you know, mm -hmm. and as I learned as a little girl, trust and obey for there's no other way. And that's how I try to mm -hmm. live my life. That's how we try to live our marriage. Not to say that it's perfect, um, but I can tell you that I have never put my head on the pillow at night upset with my husband um, because we're either up all night talking about it or we're laying it at God's feet and moving on. Mm, that's good advice right there. I like that. Now, Thank um, you. professionally, you're still an athletic trainer, right? I am. I am. And when did you know you wanted to go into that field? Because I'm real interested to hear about that because it's definitely a, the athletic side of things. And then wondering how you balance all that with you work close by, same field. Sometimes that can be even harder. Sometimes maybe it makes things easier. I played field hockey and soccer in um, high school wow. and I got hurt and was not able to continue my athletic career in college, even though I had some opportunities to do that. Um, I just um, didn't know how I would come back from that. And so I chose to go to Baylor where that wasn't an option for me. And I started out as pre-physical therapy and I, you know, nothing happens, nothing's a coincidence in my world. It's God's path, right? 
And I lived very close to, at the time, the head athletic trainer at Baylor's daughter. So we were both freshmen at the same time. And we were just chatting one day about what we wanted to do. And she stopped me and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, Cynthia, I don't think you want to be a PT. She goes, you don't want to work with geriatric patients and you don't want to work with car accidents and you don't want to work with, um, you know, workman's comp, do you? And I was like, well, I don't know, not really. I want to work with athletes. And she said, well, you need to go talk to my dad. <laughs> and I'm like, what does your dad do? Like, I had no idea. I'm like, well, what does your dad do? He's right. the athletic trainer here at Baylor. I was like, oh, so we took a trip out to the stadium, which when I was at Baylor, the stadium wasn't on campus like it is now. We took a trip out there and she introduced me to her dad. And next thing you know, in the spring, I'm out there observing as a second semester freshman. And that was all she wrote. Wow. And that led to this career path here. I mean, has it been yep. easier, harder to work in a very close, you said sometimes you've worked in the same school and now you said not now, but you've done that. You think it's easier or harder for me? Both ways has their, I guess their positives and negatives. I can tell you from an athletic trainer standpoint, you know, when we're at the same school, I'm very, a more calm person, like on Friday nights, because I'm on the sideline. I know what's going on. I know the pulse. I know what's being said. I know how the kids are acting. You know, I'm a part of it. I know the ebb. I know the flow. Whereas when we're not at the same school and, you know, it's, it's interesting how I've kept up with it over the years. You know, before I used to call at 1030 at night, you know, and say, hey, did you win? Or, you know, what happened? And now, of course, I can keep up with it with the Friday Night Lights app on my own sideline and know what the score is basically all night long. That's a more of an emotional roller coaster for me because mm -hmm. I don't know the pulse. You know, I'm just getting information from other sources. And even if I get the opportunity to go to a game, you know, if they play on a Saturday or they play on a Thursday, I usually can make those games. You know, I'm sitting in the stands and I'm a nervous wreck because mm -hmm. I don't know the pulse, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's the hard part. Um, and one of the really cool parts about being at different schools is you got two different families that you get to be a part of, which is really awesome, you know, because I get to be a part of his staff because I'm his wife and he gets to be a part of my staff because he's my husband. And then we have two sets of kids that we get to mm -hmm. be, you know, surrogate parents to, so to speak. So that's an awesome thing too. So, you know, I don't necessarily have a favorite one way or the other. Both ways work for us. Now, there's another tough question I'm throwing at you. You've been the backbone of a yeah. successful coach. What do you think you've tried to do that you think has had a contribution to the success of his career and your career as well? Oh, gosh. Well, I just keep it real. Uh, and that's the only way I know how to be because, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a game. And we are both very privileged to be able to call a game our careers whether I can be there in person or whether I can't, I think he knows unequivocally that I support him, that I love him, that again, at the end of the day, it's a game and we have to keep that in perspective. And what's most important is the relationships that we're developing with other people along the way and how that impacts them over the course of their lives, but certainly 
in that moment. Do you think there's a tough part about being a coach's wife? I really struggle with that question a lot of times because, you know, obviously it's not the first time it's been asked of me um, because I don't have children and because I don't sit in the stands and because I, you know, I don't, I don't have to give up a career when we move and I don't have to hold down the fort at home. You know, those women, they're the real MVPs of coaches' lives. And I know that there are struggles um, out there, you know, just that alone, just trying to keep the fort (laughs) covered, Mm -hmm. um, clean, all of that stuff. Just having children just adds such a dynamic that I don't understand and I don't get, but I sure do appreciate it. I admire those women. Um, they're, they're the ones that are on my head. It's those women who absolutely unequivocally um, keep it together for the sake of their husband and their children and other people's children. Well said. Thank you for those kind, encouraging words. I know you said you're a part of two staffs, one from your school right now and his and from an athletic training perspective, but also on the coaches' wife, what are some things you've enjoyed doing on the football staffs you've been a part of? It's funny because I, with my husband's staff, I always feel like I have to explain myself. Like, hey, listen, it's not that I don't support this or don't love you all, but I am not going to be at very many games. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not here to listen to you or to, you know, go out or to have a girls night or what I'll I'll participate in everything that I can participate in, but more than likely I'm not going to be at any games. So one thing that we've done um, on some staff that we've been a part of is just to offer to babysit some children. If mom and dad just need to, you know, get out for a date or even if they don't go anywhere, they just stay at their house. Um, But we just, we've always felt like, because we don't have children and we, we can go out on a date any night we want to, but we know that that's not always the case in a lot of homes just to offer that, just to say, Hey, listen, can we watch your kids while you, you know, take a minute. So um, I think that's always in my head. One of those things that is important. That's incredible. And I'm sitting here figuring out how many hours of a drive it is from Lawrence, Kansas to Houston, Texas, because I've got three <laughs> that I would well, gladly you let you just, keep for a night. <laughs> just that's send them incredible. to us. We'll, we'll take care that's of incredible. them. You well, know, honestly, that's a huge blessing to people. And for a lot of times, people don't see that when they're not in the position that they don't have the young kids. And Sometimes you can't afford childcare. You don't have the extra 50 bucks to pay that and to go to dinner, you know? So that's such a, that's a neat ministry that I'm sure the wives around you are incredibly grateful for. And, you know, as much as you say, it's a blessing to them. It's it's a blessing to us, right? Because we've, we've never had children in our home. So sometimes it's fun. I mean, I have my toys from when I'm little and we bust them out and we play with them and, you know, it's fun to, you know, snuggle and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, as much as it's a blessing to them, it's also a very big blessing to us. Oh, that's amazing. So do you have a coach's wife mentor that you've talked to throughout the years? Sure. I would say that Kelly Smith, um, you know, hands down has been my coaching wife mentor. She, again, is somebody who maybe I I, I might've learned from her that, um, you know, keep it real let God handle it and, you know, just do your best to, to make sure that your husband knows that you love him. 
what are some of the ways that you reach out to Rob's players and let them know they mean a lot to your family? When we're together, that's easy, right? It's super easy um, because obviously, well, I would say one of the things that maybe we try to do when we're at the same school is model for them what it means to love your husband, to love your wife. Most of the time when we've been at schools together, we still drive together um, to school. And so oftentimes Rob's waiting for me because, you know, the athletic trainer truly is the last one out of the building, right? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) And the kids see that, you know, that Rob is serving me in that way. Um, Or, you know, just uh, at games and stuff where they just see us modeling what it means to have a healthy relationship, Um, whether that be with my student trainers, you know, who oftentimes are, a lot of them are girls, or whether that be with those players on the football field, you know, we're just trying to model what it looks like to have a good, healthy relationship with somebody else. Um, When we're at different schools, that's a little more hard for me, because like I said, I I don't, unfortunately, don't get too many games. Um, But at the current school that I'm at, um, I am fortunate enough to be able to at least make it to all of Rob's playoffs games. And so like the last couple of years at Taylor, I just kind of started, um, making playoff cookies for them on Mondays and at the, you know, at the end of the playoff. So, you know, in Texas, I don't know how many wives realize this, but in Texas, you have to win six games to be a state champion after the (laughs) 10 that you've played. So you got to win 16 games to be a state champion in um, Texas. And so, you know, this year we, we got beaten the semis, so we played five games. So that gave me a lot of time to be making some cookies and, um, you know, and I think that means at least a little something to them. And I, and I think it does because they do know that I'm not there ordinarily. Mm-hmm. So then when I can be there that, you know, I am, you know, focusing on them more. Um, but it, regardless, if I'm at a game, Rob makes a point to call his kids over. And, and if I have never met them before to introduce them to me or to say, Hey, Miss Griffin's here to see you. So um, I, I think, I hope, I hope they know that, that they're important to us. I know, you know, as you said before, the ones who have moved on, um, to other places, we've had plenty of them call and, and keep in touch and, and vice versa. In fact, uh, last, last year, uh, we had a kid, uh, they're not kids right anymore, but that, they're always kids to me. Last year we had a kid that we coached. Uh, yeah. That we coached at Judson who, uh, ended up, Um, playing for the Cincinnati Bengals and of course um, Andy Dalton went to Katie High School and he works out here in the spring a lot and so this kid's name is Jarvion he calls me and he says hey they called me Mama G at at Judson and he's like hey Mama G I'm going to be in Houston Um, Judson's in San Antonio for people who don't know that I'm going to be in Houston working out with some of the guys from the Bengals I was wondering if I could stay at your house and he's like not giving me any chance to answer. And he's like, I know I could afford a bit an Airbnb, but remember when I graduated, you told me if I ever needed anything to give you a call. So I'm calling. (laughs) And I was like, of course, of course. Like you didn't even have to say that, but of course. So, you know, he was at our house for a couple of months. So even though I haven't given birth to any of them, I feel like I have plenty of, children. Yes. Oh, that's special. I love those stories. Do you have like a set of 
a certain date night or a, a way do you guys stay connected during the football season? I mean, you're both at games constantly. Yes. So, and me more than him, to be honest, you know, he's got yeah. an off season. I don't. Um, so uh, t- typically, well, for the last 22 years, I would say that there haven't been very many Wednesday nights where we haven't been on a date. And typically that involves eating somewhere that's not at our house. So um, we've kind of made a point to at least set aside a day, a night where, you know, we don't talk about school, we don't talk about football, we don't talk about anything other than other things in our lives that are going on. And there's plenty of those other things that we can talk about. When you do get downtime, what do you enjoy doing? Fortunately, at the school that I'm at now, I have a lot of downtime. Um, I don't have to be at work until 1230 um, in the afternoon. So that gives me all morning to do the things that I like to do, which is to get up and exercise. And then um, I, my, my elderly mother, she's 82 and a half. She has now lived with us for two years. So I get to eat breakfast with her. I get to hang out with her and just chit chat. And then I get to uh, put dinner together in the morning. And so my husband now typically gets home before I do. So I'm just like, hey, it's in the oven. Just stick it. I mean, it's in the fridge. Just stick it in the oven. So the things that I like to do, which are to, you know, hang out with my mom a little bit, do some exercise. Um, I like to write letters to people like I'm old school. You know, I send them in the mail. So cool. Um, (laughs) I spend some time doing that type of stuff. So I'm fortunate. I'm, you know, 28 years into this career of athletic training and I I have a job now where I do have some time to myself, which has been really enjoyable. Well, you've earned it. (laughs) There's still some nights that I'm hearing that you're working. So it's not like. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I just work at different end of the clock. Different end of the clock. I figured that out. For everyone's doing the math here, she's working nights. (laughs) Yes, right. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect to you about being a coach's wife? Uh, the fact that I'm an athletic trainer and I am, you know, in the locker room, so to speak, in the coach's office, so to speak with them. I I love that as a coach's wife, I have that perspective because I understand his job and I understand what they're doing. And I understand even the things that people don't want to understand, you know, like not always are they doing something up at work. Sometimes they're just shooting the bull and we all do that at work. We just don't want to hear that our husbands are doing it at six o'clock when we have dinner on the table. Right. (laughs) But I really, really enjoy that part that I have a, a unique, I think a unique perspective as a coach's wife, but also because I'm an athletic trainer. And then as a result of that, the other part for me, um, is just the huge circle of friends that we have because of coaching. Um, not only because, of where Rob's coached, but where I've been an athletic trainer. So it's like double the fun, double the pleasure, double the fun. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just nice to know that there's not very many places I could travel probably in the United States where if we needed something, there wasn't a coach that was going to be close by. Rapid fire questions for you. Ready? All right. Yes, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) What's the last book you've read? This is embarrassing, but to kill a mockingbird. You know, embarrassing coach surprises you and walks in the door with concert tickets what would be printed on that ticket oh the eagles everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house what's the ugliest thing you own 
Well, I don't have anything ugly because I throw it away. But I tell you what, for the two years that my husband worked at a school where he had to coach in burnt orange, that quite possibly is the ugliest color anybody could have in their closet. And it is no longer there. (laughs) Says the Baylor grad. Okay. That's right. (laughs) If you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Well, aside from Jesus Christ, because that would just be fascinating in and of itself um, and humbling, I would have dinner with my college roommate, Joe Lynn, who um, just recently in November passed away from early onset Alzheimer's at the ripe old age of 51. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Also embarrassing. Um, Either Emergency Vet. Or Dateline. Dateline. I like it. I like it. What's your, I've heard it all here. What's oh, your, I'm sure. What's your go-to snack for a long trip? Oh, easy peasy. Peanut M&M. Oh, yeah. Right here with you. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? That's hard because I don't really eat fast food. Um, but I would have to say, God, you know, this is going to be like, I might get crucified over this by my Texas wives because I'm going to say something that they're not going to like. I'm going to go with in and out yes! I, I might have to say Whataburger just to save my... I know your your life and career and your retirement. Who's it's probably with somebody that's going to like disconnect your like. Everybody in Texas loves Waterburger, and I do. I love and appreciate it. Definitely. Yes, but my husband's probably going to kill me that I didn't. I know. Seriously, I mean, my husband. But he knows in his heart of hearts he's married to a California girl. So I like it in Outburger. I like it better, and I'm so sorry. Like I just. (laughs) <laughs> I know the fact that we have to apologize is funny. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel weird. My husband, seriously, he's going to, he's going to text me after he hears this, but you know, I'm sorry. One time we went on a recruiting trip for a couple of days and we lived in Louisiana and he went to Texas and he ate Whataburger for every single meal for two straight days. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not alone. <laughs> this is too much. Okay. What would be your walk-up song? Can I do a montage of a bunch of songs? Okay, that would probably be easier. Yep. Oh, my montage would be something like uh, Bad to the Bone, Legend, Summertime, Walking on Sunshine. Like it, like it. What sport can you beat Coach Griffin in? Oh, none. He's ambidextrous, a true ambidextrous. I I don't have a chance. I mean, he even has right and left golf clubs in his bag. Like, it's ridiculous. That's amazing. you know, they're showing a lot of – interesting sports on ESPN these days so maybe if connect four or one of those I could beat him in that connect four I like it mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much Cynthia for being a part of a sharing your story a lot of insight for us fellow coaches wives you're welcome it's been a lot of fun I appreciate the invite all right so someone can be a member of the AFCWA uh, registration will open for the convention in a few months and then that we'll hear about all the speakers and folks we just got off of a convention but you guys start putting things out there after a while it gets so much fun make sure you plan to go do that I think it's gonna be in Nashville again this year right it is it is in Nashville so we're, we have some plans to change it up a little bit so um, it'll be probably a little fresh and exciting for everybody um, but not to worry we we're not losing sight of you know, our mission to provide camaraderie support information 
um, to the wives of American football coaches. All right, make sure you follow their accounts on social media and everything they're involved in, AFCWA underscore org. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.